0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
1: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi-finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Backers, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Summer breakfast. And Coach is paid the mark in front, so... Another opportunity for a cash and you can hear pockets of volume rising around Mineral Resources Park. As we said a couple of times, her first game in Perth since being a Fremantle docker five years ago. An opportunity for her first goal at AFLW level. Hasn't seen family and friends for
0: two years. This is a moment to save up.
1: Uh, it was a great moment of the weekend in the AFLW world. Richmond, well, they had a nice win. Uh, they counted for West Coast by 23 points. But it was that moment, Akesh makur her first career goal, and she's here for MEGT. Start building a great career today at MEGT. Akesh, welcome.
2: Uh, thank you so much for having me, and Kane.
1: That must have been a marvellous moment for you uh, at the weekend, back in, well, relatively familiar surrounds back in Perth.
2: Yeah, it was awesome. Um, It was, um, I was just telling um, that um, these things are normally, like they're just a fairy tale. um, And they normally just don't happen like that. And the way it was written for me, um, yeah, I couldn't ask for a better
1: day. Your journey is an incredible one, which we'll we'll get to in a moment. But you obviously moved to Perth uh, in your younger days and all your family remained there, I think. When was the last time you were able to see your family sort of for any decent period of time?
2: Um, so it's it's yeah it's been a crazy crazy time. I moved there when I was twelve. I moved out of there uh, four years ago to come and pursue this dream um, of AFLW after being delisted as Fremantle, um, and I landed the uh, the tikes and you know being given a second chance um, was a really massive thing for me. And my my mom and my siblings have been so supportive over the last four four years of of um, just being here by myself really. Um, But I. So the last time I saw my mom was 2020 um, and then I saw my sibling luckily um, eight months ago I was there for a week um, my best friend got married so I was able to pop over for a couple of days um, was her maid of honor I was busy with the wedding uh, so I didn't really I pretty much saw them for a couple of days uh, but my mom was 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 the one that was massive for me I'm um, just doing doing that in front of her like the last time I saw her was 2020 um, and just seeing her and her smile. And every time I try to jump, get on the back on the field, they're sitting right behind the bench. You're saying my name, calling all, me, all my childhood names and, and whatnot. It was, it was quite unreal. I was trying to be focused. I'm like, parents, family, I'm, I'm doing my job. Like, let me do my job <laughs> for a minute. Um, but it was awesome just having them there.
0: I was going to ask you about that, how difficult it wasn't to get overwhelmed. I mean, it was a, a beautiful contested mark. That you took as well and you compose you to go back and and slot it where well, you know you, you didn't the moment didn't overwhelm you but how difficult was it
2: um it wasn't that difficult um honestly I just I, I missed a set shot beforehand uh, so I knew this one um I had to really just compose myself I got told I'll be playing as a forward pretty much last last week really. So I played a game last week as a forward line. It was my first one. I was just a bit nervy, but the girls up front were just amazing. They've just been helping me, um, yeah, learn learn the ropes. So
0: it's been really just
2: fun. They just told me to go and play my game. So I remember just talking to myself and I was like, get it together, girl. You need to kick this goal. Um, and yeah, I just struck it nicely and, and it ended up in goals. And I saw the person next to me was Ellie McKenzie and I was just hugging her. And the girls just came and embraced me. It was just a really special moment.
0: Yeah, it was a beautiful moment. If you, if you haven't seen it, it's on Richmond's Instagram account. They, they posted it. So you mentioned coming to Australia at 12. We'll, we'll touch on that shortly, but then being delisted from Fremantle. What's been the hardest thing to pick up with the game of Australian rules football, considering you know you haven't grown up with the game since you were you know four or five years of age? Um, I think the, the
2: the rules have been quite... I actually didn't even know what the disposal was until I started playing AFLW. Like I watched the game and you watch it as a fan and you're just like, Oh great, like all these stats they're just they're all there. Um and I didn't know what a what a disposal was until I was actually at Fremantle. And I actually asked, I was like, what's this disposal thing? <laughs> and then they explained to me and I was like, Oh cool. Um but no it's been it's been fun. Like I grew up obviously over in the West, a massive West Coast fan um, and it's always nice to play. Um, this is my second time now playing against the West Coast Eagles. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm now a, a, a Tiger girl. But, it's um, yeah, it, it's awesome just having that team back in WA to really just help, I guess, um, cement my love for, for footy. Um, and it, it's pretty much with me. All my siblings still watch footy. They still follow my journey and everything while I'm over here in Victoria. So, yeah, it's been, been quite incredible learning everything about footy.
1: I was going to ask you, Kesh, when you run out, who do you feel that you. Because you're not just representing yourself, I mean, your family, obviously, your Sudanese culture, you're born in South Sudan, and um, all that time in a Kenyan refugee camp before moving over uh, at the age of 12 to Perth. And actually, you were working for a period of time where you're not with, with AFL Vic as a multicultural development officer uh, uh, as well. And I suppose ultimately, where you and where we all want to get to, though, is that multi- multiculturalism doesn't sort of need to have a development officer doesn't need to be um, advocated for in a sense.
2: Yeah, a hundred percent. I think we can see that, you know, we're in a very rich, diverse um, community here in Australia. And I think when everyone feels comfortable to be to be represented in all fields, um, then there's no need for MDOs. There's no need for um, all, all that multiculturalism to be plugged. It just becomes a part of everyday society. Uh, but we've still got a long way to go. So there is there is still a need for that. And there's still a need for um, people like myself and yourself and others to really advocate for those multicultural communities that are not really represented. And I think that's why I love doing what I love, you know, being the, the only South Sudanese woman in the league um you know speaks volume and it really helps the young girls um that were once upon a time told no because i come from a culture where women and sports don't really go together but there's a few of us that are paving the way and showing our community and our culture that there is another avenue and that we we should be allowed to dream and i'm just Living, my, 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 living the dream, as my, one of my teammates, Rebecca Miller, says all the time. We're just living the dream at the moment. Um, and hmm. I do that um, while representing all the young girls that want to be, you know, wearing a Richmond jumper one time, one day.
1: It's such a powerful message. And there's a lot of Sudanese in Melbourne. So what are you seeing, uh, Keshe, at the grassroots level? I mean, as the, the first woman of African descent to be drafted into this competition, are you seeing another generation that are, that are having their heads turned by this game that you now play?
2: Yeah, yeah, you can see, especially with the, with the boys, um, how they've been, you know, there's almost, there's a lot of boys on, on in a lot of lists at, at every AFL club. And, you know, it, it comes down to people like Majaptao, we have Alir Lear, Alir, Lear, you know, my beautiful and all these young guns that are just, you know, they've paved the way for so long for us. And, you know, as a female, um, I have a massive responsibility to make sure that there are young Um, Women being represented, and I think parts of my roles uh, at at AFL Victoria was to advocate for that and to push that. And, you know, running those programs at the All Nations program and, and stuff, there was a lot of young girls. Coming through the ranks, but there's still challenges, and you know that challenges of you know making it into an um, a footy team and then there is all these family barriers and all these things that these young young women especially have to deal with mm. um, it's slowly coming up there's a few that are in the ranks at the moment, um, but it's then getting them to that next level um, is really important and you know clubs really just giving these young people a chance and really understanding that they're not just dealing with you know, learning the game, but there's so many different obstacles that they're dealing with at home. And just having, having patience. And I think that's what my football club back home, this one district football club did so well with me. Like um, I came to them at a very young age and they just nurtured and fostered me. Um, and I don't even remember ever paying a fee um, at that club. Mm. I, if, if I paid any fee, it was an in installment just because I wasn't able to just afford it um, mm. upfront. My mom is mm. a single mom. Um, and just having that club do that for me was really important. And I asked all the footy clubs to do that for their young, you know, African or, or kids that they see that can't really, you know, you, you know, not not familiar with the system uh, to really foster them like that and try and get their families involved. Like the way my club really embraced my family on the weekend was incredible. And the girls were, um, you know, my mom was blowing them kisses from the fans. It was just, it was just so powerful.
0: <laughs> well uh, it's amazing it's an amazing story the, the competition as a whole as well it's had some challenges um and you know the the plight to get it to full time by 2026 we're, we're now reading is that a timeline that you think is realistic to for that to happen and and how do you see the competition's growth so far this year um it's
2: a it's a really funny one um this one because you know i i got a bad- Ten different hats that I wear, I wear at the moment as a female footballer, just to pay bills and be able to pay my rent and stuff. And my sisters do the same as well. And it, and it's quite it's quite confronting at at times. And there are a few girls that are, are having to walk away from the game just because of the mm. the, the physical demands of everything that they're a part of. Um, but for for a lot of the girls, they know, you know, everything is a uh, process, and I think a lot of us are just focused on doing what we need to do, represent our families and and our clubs, and obviously it would be it may be amazing to get it to a full time competition so that these women don't have to wear so many hats and and just be all over the place. But um, you know, the AFL has a plan, um, and they've assured us that they're working towards. Um, you know, making it a full-time league by 2030 um, when they recently launched the, the the vision. And, you know, we are going to hold them accountable for that. We're going to make sure that we're watching. You know, by that time, I'm going to be retired because, come on now, let's be honest, 2030 <laughs> is a bit of so a yeah. while away. So, <laughs> um, but I want to make sure that, you know, we, we're still advocating for this and that young young women that are coming through the ranks do reap the rewards of what, you know, the sacrifices that some of us had to make um, to, to make this league happen for the last um, six-plus years. So, um, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to that. Um, it should have happened a long time ago, but they said there's a, it, everything is a journey, and we're, we're going to trust the process, and hopefully when it gets there, it's the young girls that really do reap the rewards. And we sit on the sideline mm-hmm. just be proud of that.
1: Akesh, great to hear from you. You're doing magnificent things. Best of luck for the rest of the season. Uh, and Thanks for joining us. Akesh Makur-Chut there. We'll be back to wrap up on Summer Breakfast after this.